Hello everybody and welcome back to our third part of the series of the Classic Quest podcast, the show where we break down classic albums track by track, give you our thoughts and opinions. And today we're doing the third part in our Eminem relapse uh, series where we'll be talking about the nine little bonus tr- songs on the refill portion of the album. So my name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend Bonnie. And yeah, today we'll just be walking you through that. We like to start off every episode letting y'all know we're not professionals, etc., etc. But this is part three. Mm-hmm. So uh, we definitely encourage you to watch part one, where we talk about the first ten songs of the album. Then there's part two, where we talk about the next ten songs and finish up the album. And then we promise to do part three, where we're going to be talking about these nine extra refill songs, giving you the full experience that came with this project. On that note, you can check the description in this video to see when we talk about each particular song. And uh, we're going to get into it real shortly. We care a lot about your comments. And because of that, we think it's super cool to read our favorite comment of last week's video, etc. And in that case, we're going to read a favorite comment that came in on the first part of this series. And it's from Bella Keys. And it's a real cool comment. It's long, so I might not go the whole, through the whole thing. But he goes, Righteous, this album's a favorite of mine. I only don't enjoy We Made You at all. Mm. Always skip. I get you. It's a little lackluster. But I did like the video for it. I get you. It's a good video. I tolerate Insane when I listen to Relapse from Start, but not as a, a song I play individually. I can get you on that too. I would have preferred it was similar to As the World Turns instead of being obsessed for the sake of being obsessive. And that's why I thought this comment was brilliant because I never really considered what would I put instead of Insane that would like ultimately give off the same feel and if you think about without it without necessarily going to like the extent that he did yeah and like as the world turns does have the same i'm going crazy kind of feel life's kind of fucked up etc you know days are passing but it doesn't quite hit you in the same kind of creepy my dad's coming at me kind of way that insane yeah. does um he flows on and he points out that he didn't know who christopher reeves was he's not a fan of superman i'm not either i just yeah couldn't avoid him back in the day well i mean especially um as a canadian um having grown up watching canadian tv um like i'm not a, a fan of um of necessarily like superheroes or anything but um it was we had like these like propaganda i guess <laughs> the canadian like history moments and they were called um, what were they called now oh um, i know what you're talking canadian about. moment i don't know whatever like it was national canadian landmark hit canadian landmark historic something no bullshit. It was so, anyways whatever I'll it was um and so there was like these little like snippet commercials essentially they were probably like two minutes long like two minutes long or a minute long um and they would show history and there was one that talked about the guy who drew superman being a canadian and so and he got onto like a like a train and like gave it to like this girl and it was like lois lane she looked just like her you know he obviously had a crush on this girl or was in love with this girl i can't remember the whole story and it was superman that she he had drawn and she's like on the like like on the train leaving. I actually remember that one. See? Heritage Moments. That's what it was called. Yeah. I remember the ones where it teaches you that Canada, it was a misunderstanding of uh, the European Canada. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, This place is called Village. It just means like our land or some crap like that. It's a village, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, the country's name. And, you know, that's how we do up in Canada with bad (laughs) fucking ads. However, you remember them. We all know House Hippos taught us not to believe everything you see on TV. Yeah. 
and made everybody want to have a house hippo. That's true. If you guys don't know what house hippos are, you absolutely need to look into that. Yeah, you're um, on YouTube. Just punch it in. Anyway, the comment was sick. Uh, I like the part at the end where you list out the order he listened to the albums in because it's kind of like you get a sense of just how vastly different all of our experiences with a project can really come to be. And I think that's something a lot of us forget about when we talk about music is just how much the story of when you encountered that album and what place you were at in your life and how, you know, there's so many factors that just impact your enjoyment of it all. So I guess what I'm trying to convey. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to get into these bonus songs shortly. Just give a quick shout out to the patrons. This is Mielke Dempsey, Chris Prado, DJ Black Hurricane, Jonathan Barnes, and Lindale Williams. They're freaking dope. We'll touch on that at the end of the episode. And now, Bonnie, what album will we be talking about for... The third time. Yeah, well, uh, this week or this time, um, we will be reviewing and going through Eminem's uh, refill part of Relapse, kind of like the third part or the second album or whatever it was. And this came out on December 21st, 2009. Smart move right before Christmas. You know, everybody was getting this for Christmas that year. And uh, I mean, I have to give him credit, right? So if you're going to do a little bit of a re-release move where you're going to add a second disc with like nine new songs or whatever. Well, not really nine because uh, my darling and careful what you wish for, I believe I might be wrong. We're on the bonus version of, you know, the relapse album and then oh, forever. Well, they were on like the deluxe edition, which would have come out like closer to the release of that one or, you know, how they do this deluxe bullshit. Right. Um, then you would have had uh, Forever, which is a Drake song, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, that. So it's like three songs plus six new songs. So, I mean, the fact that you're getting 40 minutes of music on that, you know, it, it kind of almost justifies buying it again if you cop the first disc. So it's, a, I guess, a smart tactical move. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I understand correctly, what happened was is he was going to do the second disc which they kind of foreshadow and there was going to just be a relapse part two and then he scrapped that halfway through and that started working on what would end up becoming recovery in which some of the songs from relapse two got used in recovery but then there were these just extra songs lying around and from what i understand a lot of the shit that ended up on here was just kind of these leftover songs that didn't end up making it to recovery and were ultimately going to get released so he put them out like this that's how i understand it i might be uh, wrong on some of the details i mean there was also all the if you like look on genius half these songs are on the king mathers album too which is just kind of like that wasn't a real thing as i understand <laughs> it it never really happened unless you guys know that king mathers is real in which case can you link me to some source or something because that would be fucking fresh i'd be excited to find out that wasn't a myth after all <laughs> anyway uh so yeah we already talked about a lot of the project this comes out a bit later i just look at it like let's make some more money use these songs yeah well i mean he was off for four years he needed to do something get you know his money back in order and since recovery does come out the following year i don't want to be a serious hater about that or anything this is a cool way to release kind of like a bonus super bonus edition and if you're gonna do it throw a lot of new songs on it make it a big old experience and i'm fine with that as far as the cover goes it's like that guy but it's white yeah pretty much it yeah, it's called refill, so it's almost like shit. You got more pills after whatever. It makes sense. It's fine. Yeah, doesn't do a lot for me this cover. And uh, yeah, you want to get into it? Start talking about these nine tracks. Yeah, let's do it. The first one that we'll be discussing is forever. Forever. 
Okay, so it's 2009, right? Right. Drake, Kanye West, Lil Wayne, and Eminem come together and release a song. I think it's safe to say that in 2019, Drake, Kanye West, Lil Wayne, and Eminem are pretty much kings within their own respective lanes. They are all different lanes. Yeah. But like. But still under like the grand arch of rap hip hop. It's almost like I once saw a video on YouTube that described this track like, and this is maybe five years ago or whatever, and how working with Eminem ends your career and having him on your song kind of bodies you. And this was a perfect example because I guess Lil Wayne, Drake, Kanye West maybe were not in the same place they're in today and how people perceive them. And uh, look, Eminem destroyed all the whole pop guys in one swell move. But on the other hand, I'm looking at it like, yo, this is four guys who in 2019 might be like people who they put out a project. We're all going to go and listen to it. Maybe maybe most of y'all won't admit to listening to Kanye shit, but his numbers show that a lot of y'all are still going to listen to oh, his stuff. I was no going to say, I feel like Kanye. a lot of people don't listen to Lil Wayne or like openly admit to it. And I feel like people are always like laugh at you if you like Lil Wayne, I think. I think that was a trend in, for a while, but I know when Carter 5 dropped, everybody listened to Carter 5. Nobody, when Dedication 6 dropped, everybody was okay with that. True. I mean, people I knew at least. Kanye West dropped his shit, everybody listens to it that I knew. Drake puts out an album. I mean, fucking canada i mean let's just talk let's just talk about how the raptors won for a quick second and how drake the look on drake's face is how canada felt okay that is happiness i hope to one day feel was drake's happiness drake made this entire nba experience extra fun for those of us that don't necessarily watch basketball but to see canada take something like that that's fucking cool in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I mean like Toronto went like ape shit. Like I Only saw I saw videos. Of, <laughs> no, I, yeah, okay, yes, obviously like there's going to be like a bit of damage when everybody's so riled up, but um like the like I saw videos of like people like filming from like different places in Toronto and it just seemed like the whole city like from like like the whole city was cheering it was just so loud and um like energetic it was really interesting to like kind of see that it was cool um so another fun fact about this song is that when kanye west heard eminem's verse he went back home and rewrote it he rewrote his whole verse because he felt intimidated by it (laughs) so let's talk about this song um i i don't think a month goes by where i don't rap this song where I don't hear it and go on with it. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, let's say while Relapse, we discussed it, it was pretty fresh and whatnot. There wasn't a lot on that album that was like incredibly like it hooked me in a sense that I just memorized it and it enthralled me the way something like a Superman or some of the older shit might have done for me. Okay. Or at least there was nothing that was like... I mean, the rhyming was really good, and we, we discussed all of that, but the trickiness wasn't necessarily, the speed and the fasting wasn't there, and I guess fast rap was starting to come into the prominence or whatever. So for me, this is like the first time I heard Eminem go ham on a beat like that. Like, I can't think of a verse Eminem did that fast prior to this that I thought was like really like, like he's done a lot since. Yeah. But this was like his first foray, in my understanding, into like the fast shit. Okay. And I was falling in love with the fast shit at this point in time. Um, anyway, so I I just fell for this track. There was a point where I skipped Kanye's verse, like, because 
<laughs> Let's be honest. Of the verse. I mean, Drake and Kanye are pretty corny on this song. I mean, yeah. they rap really well. Like, but let's be honest. Last name ever. First name greatest. It's almost like you love it for how unapologetically bad yeah, it is. it's so Drake. It's literally what he always yeah. does. <laughs> like a sprained ankle, boy. I ain't nothing to play with. Because when you have a sprained ankle, you, you can't, can't play. play. Thanks, yeah, Drake. Started off locals, but thanks to all the haters, I know G4 pilots on a first name basis. That's true. Cool, cool. Well, I mean, it's fair. He had a lot of haters, and now he's rich and famous, and he's probably up that mostly because he has haters. And then, I don't know, it flows in. Um, swimming in the money, come and find me. Nemo. Oh, it's the worst, but it's so good. <laughs> if I was in the blood. When did it come out? It was probably like around this time. Yeah. If I was in the club, you know I balled. Chemo. Okay. Drop the mixtape. That shit sounded like. Anyway. Labels while my name inside of eggs like Malcolm. I, everybody got a deal. I did it without one. Then I got a deal. Then I got real rich and famous. Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I love the, the energy and the bravado and the swag of Drake on this song. And as I've gotten older and cornier over time, I've come to really appreciate his verse more. But gosh darn it, is it corny as fuck. It's alright though. Then the chorus comes in and he whines at you for a while and it's totally fine. I love it, man. When you hear this, come on. How could you not? It may not mean nothing to you. It's just Ever, Mr. West is in the building. You're like, what the fuck is that shit, Kanye? It's the worst. <laughs> and then he does his intro. Ever, ever, Mr. Ain't no question who about to kill him. He doesn't kill him, in my opinion. Kanye is the weakest on this song. Um, but he is pretty consistent with his writing. He has shit like, I stuck my dick inside this life until that bitch came. Okay. I went hard <laughs> all fall like the ball teams. And then it's kind of like he went hard, which correlates to sex. All fall like the ball teams, like the basketball teams. But, you know, it also is whatever. So I can make it rain. And then he says all spring in a way that's kind of like offspring, like all spring, which is kind of like jizzing. And I was like, it is so corny that you made that reference, Kanye, because it's so well written. The fuck is that lame? But it's so well written. I like I like how corny Drake and Kanye can be. And I I'm a corny guy, so I know corny when I see that shit. <laughs> Y'all know my story, my glory. I had raped the game young. You can call it statutory. Oh it's like, oh, Kanye. Or he ain't even go to class. Bueller. It <laughs> is like, did he really make that putt? He did. But then he goes real sentimental. Trade the Grammy plaques just to have my granny back. Remember yeah. she had the bad hip like a fanny pack. Obviously, I didn't remember that your grandma had a bad hip. I get, but he's in his mind and he's memorying for all of us. You know, anyway. Is he memorying? He does. I, maybe I said that. <laughs> anyway, his verse is the worst of this song. But you know what? Again, it's really well written. It's just dorky. But it's so well written. He's the best in that lane. Drake does his chorus. Lil Wayne's verse I was kind of liked. It was pretty fire. Like, it's pretty, like, does his shit, man. Like, I, and I will never stop. Like, I'm running from the cops. You know, hop up in my car and told the chauffeur to the top. You know, so he's running from the cops, mm -hmm. driving up there. Life is such a fucking roller coaster. Then it drops. But what should I scream for? This is my theme park. And the way he rhymes that is really fucking cool. The way he just looks around, he's like, you know what? This is my world. It's my oyster. I'm going to take it. I'm going to be that one, you know? I really enjoy 
the way Wayne does his first. It was it was one of the first times I think I heard a Wayne verse and said, "Oh, this is nice. This is fun." And then Eminem comes on, mm-hmm. and that verse. Yep. Like I don't know that I was expecting it the first time I heard the song. Like I I wasn't expecting him to come in, and then just the way his flow comes in like there they go packing stadiums the shady spits they flow that's they go macadamia and they go so ballistic whoa and then he just goes in and it goes faster and it's like if he's wondering if he should spit this slow fuck no go for broke his cup just run on the fur uh runneth over oh no and you're just like oh shit Eminem is back. Like you didn't really feel like Eminem is back in in uh, relapse. In my opinion, you felt like this was cool, mm-hmm. but this felt like Eminem was back in the sense of I'm about to take over the fucking game again. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, he successfully does for a while at this point in his career. I mean, he just flows it out though, man. But just if you're trying to like spin it, when he goes, um, you did him with a few true villains who stand inside of a booth, truth spilling and spit truth feelings until a truth feelings come flying up out of a mouse and I rewind it. You're just like all the way he maps the syllables together, packs it in tightly, delivers it so smoothly. It was really cool to me. Cause like you gotta keep in mind fast rap wasn't like the norm yet. It hadn't like come in. Eminem did it fresh, in my opinion. Now, fast rap existed, but you weren't seeing it in the pop spheres with these kinds of guys. And the way this song kind of lays out, it's like everybody comes in and Eminem just cleans it up. He just he just mops up the floor with everybody. Is <laughs> is just how it ended up feeling to me. It just fucking dope. But then it got even better because they go do this Grammy performance, and you know who's fucking there? Travis fucking. Barker is doing the remix on this track. And if y'all saw the part one, you knew that I was into the Travis Barker remix at 3 a.m. <laughs> Allow me to be clear. The Travis Barker remix to Forever may be one of my favorite songs of all time. It is just so fresh the way it picks up for Wayne and Eminem. I mean, the first couple of minutes is fine. But oh, for six minutes, this song is fucking something else, man. I know that it might not be like a classic Eminem song of some kind, but like to me, being a young person when this shit dropped, almost the significance of seeing the legends all this time later, it's like this is a piece of cultural history. It's almost like this song is the next 10 years of pop hip hop. Not the underground, not everything. But pick one of these guys and they almost represent like a, 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 a pretty like, you know, Drake's got like the Migos and those types of guys. And Kanye's got a different weird lane where he's got his old little squad rolling around. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of look at them. Eminem's got every Eminem clone following him. So the Logics and all of these dudes that are popping off now. Mm-hmm. And then Lil Wayne has a lot of the underground street guys. So you can kind of see the impact of all of these dudes and all of the people coming in today. Yeah. Honestly, that's really cool to me. 4.8 on 5 because that corniness is so fucking corny that even though I want to be giving this song a 5, old money, Benjamin Button, and <laughs> come on, Kanye. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, it's a 4.8. All right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's like quite the featured lineup um, of, you know, great artists. I think it's really cool. And like the beat is like super hype. Um, honestly, it, for me, it sounded more like a Drake and Eminem song. Like, I felt that, um, like, the low points were, like, Kanye and um, Lil Wayne a little bit. But, like... Lil Wayne was fire. I mean, I feel like the more... I, I Honestly, I don't think I really heard this song very much in my life. 
And so I don't have the same experience as like listening to it like every month as you. So like this is like a relative like like actually listening to the song. Like I've heard it played like on the radio or whatever, but I never really listened to it. Um, and I don't think I ever really knew who all the artists were e either. Like I just kind of listened to it. I don't know. Um, so like actually like focusing on it and like it was a different experience. Um, but yeah, I mean it is still a great song and. Um, like it sounds like just like the the noise like the bam 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 or whatever that happens like I'm terrible at doing that noise like the but, sports noise yeah it, it makes me think of like going to like the a sports game or you know like basketball or hockey the or whatever is just laced with basketball footage yeah um, exactly and um, like how like Drake wants this success forever and like you know so they all have like their own verse and um, I felt like they were all kind of like bragging or just kind of like saying like how great they are and how they you know how they like got to like where they're at um and how they're all like unstoppable and you know like i just think it was like that sort of like tone um and then on like eminem's verse i feel like it's supposed to sound like it's raining but it mostly just sounded like static um and it wasn't necessarily the most enjoyable thing to listen to um but like he like eminem comes in and he just like gets like really deep and like has like so much passion um in in like their music and i think like that's kind of like what like sets each one of these artists apart um is that they're all so passionate in what they do and i think that's what makes them so great and like you know what i'm saying like they're all great artists um like you were saying like they're all like the top of like their lane and i totally agree with you um at least from a pop perspective folks i'm not <laughs> talking about the underground yeah um, I mean, I, I give this a five on five. Be, I, like, I'm giving it, you know, even though I still have like a couple of issues with it. I mean, overall, like, there's four amazing artists. I feel like you can't take that. Like, that's pretty like good right away. Um, and I feel like everybody did a great job. And it wasn't necessarily like like my my favorite song on on this. Like, this isn't like like it may be a five, but it's not in my favorites. If you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But it's definitely hit worthy and, you know, probably made them all a lot of money. So I'll give them that. Do you guys think this is a hit? Do you guys uh, like this one? Let us know in the comments. Mm -hmm. And hopefully all hell doesn't break loose. Featuring Dr. Dre. This beat got on my nerves. I kept trying to listen to this song. I kept trying to get into it. You know, I don't know about you, but when I'm doing a re the reviewing part... When I don't like a song or I'm having trouble getting into a song, I have to like listen to it like almost two more times mm -hmm. because I miss shit or I kept drifting off at the same part. Yeah. And that kept happening to me mostly because of that beat. And then I realized Forever is like perfectly mastered. And I don't feel like Hell Breaks Loose has the same level of love and intention and finessing and flair that's been given to it. And in all of our time talking about Eminem songs, this was the very first time I really felt like this was a B-side Eminem song. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you felt like that at all. Yeah, I mean, like it sounded like a, like a classic horror film. And it's definitely not like a general listening song i feel like you have to like like this kind of sound or style to like it so like that might be it i don't know but what did you think about the track um i mean overall i thought m had great rhymes as usual like i thought the rhymes were really cool um and then like they kind of mentioned that this is supposed to be like the party song and i was like okay 
Um, but like it's like it's it's kind of up there, but it's not like a traditional party song, I don't think. Um, but it is about you know dancing, smoking, drinking, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, and then like Drake comes in and he's kind of you know his usual self and maybe even a little less good than he usually is. Like there was just something like that just didn't quite work for me on this song. Like, I didn't, couldn't know, like, I don't really know what it when was. When was the last it, time you heard Dre rap that fast? Almost never. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, like, that's why he wasn't so good. Maybe he's not that great at it. I, I thought one of the weird juxtapositions on this song is Eminem has, like, this slower, calmer flow. And Dre's, like, really going fast in a way that I've almost never heard him do. Like, there's some parts at the end of the second verse where he's, like, kicking it into, like, almost a double the speed that he would almost, you would, because you expect later to be like, I'm going to come real slow with my flow, you know, like, kind of like yeah. that. And he kills that shit. And this is Dre going fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's true. So, like, maybe that's why, like, I, I was, like, a little, like, Turned, not turned off, but like felt a little bit different about it. Um, and it, it like overall, it just sounds like something that you would play like around Halloween time. Um, but honestly, like no matter like where these two go, like they will always get up to something. And like this is just kind of like their goofy self as usual. Um, but overall, I felt like it felt okay. It was all right. Um, it felt like a little bit long. I like, and like maybe like I had the same issue with like with the beat or something. Like it was just like it was, it wasn't necessarily fun to listen to it, or like I, it just got boring or something. Um, and that's not really great for like the second song on your album. Well, um, bonus song album, on the deluxe yeah. edition after twenty <laughs> yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so I gave it a four on five. So, right off the jump, I like the chorus. It's an intro. I don't like like it from an it's, it's the best chorus type thing, but I like it because it was an interesting thing. If you look at what he's going is this, now, this is this will be the part of the song where they drop the needle and all hell breaks loose. And that's a think about what he's he's commenting there. Now, I believe this is around like when the song syllables come out, and we're seeing the transition to like beat driven music. So maybe they were trying to satirize that shit and come up with more of an obnoxious sounding beat, which you can do. And so do the nasally singy part to kind of make fun or uh, take shots at how people don't really listen to the verses no more because they're waiting for that beat to drop on the hook to go fucking nuts, you yep, know? Yep. Trying to restrain us, he can't contain us. We're still going to make a stink no matter what they do. Everywhere we go, it seems we're looking for an excuse to just cut loose. So this will be the part of the song that they drop the needle on and all hell breaks loose. It doesn't say a lot. It's just people are going to go nuts. We're going to do it fine. It's almost like, weirdly enough, not the part of the song where all hell is going to break loose on an Eminem song. Mm -hmm. But ironically, it's what the crowd is almost waiting for, skipping over maybe the verse where you're going to see some, you know, shit happening. In this case, Eminem feeling up some ladies, questioning their bra size. You could even be a B. It's just me and DRE. You'll be in the ER. We are strapped uh, with so much TNT, we may blow, not even CPR from the EMTs. I'm like, okay. Um... Something about Eminem's verses just was fine. Like, it's well wrapped. It flows nice, and maybe yeah. it's just because I feel like Relapse is full of just better versions of these ideas that it just felt a little lackluster, and we have just spent all this time. But 
it didn't really hook me i was more interested in dre's part you know because it did have this more upbeat thing it was more fun to listen to there was something going on there you know like this is when the shit hits the fan let's like get splattered on stand it's the only moment that matters your homie rolled in what matters now chaos erupts m's in the back dre's in the front and then that cool part is like so do what we say at once this sounds like a seance it haunts i'm like that's actually like fucking cool's rhyming you know and then eminem kind of calls back to making them in a trance did uh, you know dance which i believe is something he has on relapse one of the songs kind of makes reference to that okay and then it, it flows in and then it just sounds like dre's gonna make you turn up and have a good time you know but when he's like yeah girl shade that caboose i don't want to see you try to make no excuse you know like he goes into a faster flow and i feel like it just gets upbeat and it's cool to listen to needle drops and then i'm and dre go back and forth a little bit and it ends and i'm like honestly there was almost no bars on this that were like that's you gotta talk about that there was no like anything here it just kind of sounds like everybody's gonna rap well and it, it sounds like the song's doper than what it is supposed to be a little bit mm-hmm. it's still well made and it's still well produced and apparently em and uh em and dre are doing some ecstasies and hopping up the vehicles and rapping and whatever i don't know maybe it's be- like it just i see why it made the bonus editions is all i'm trying to say now let's say i hadn't listened to relapse recently and this just came on and i hadn't heard in a real long time okay i think in and of itself it's a decent song yeah i think because we have all these other ones to pick from it's a less enjoyable experience for me so i give it a 4.25 on five okay and then the next one is called Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill. We got the skills to thrill your taste buds. Like this one at least feels like it belonged on Relapse. Like it's right in the same vein as it, you know? Buffalo Bill is the freaking dude from Silence of the Lambs or whatever. Um, and he's kind of like impersonating that per- idea of somebody who skins women and all this other shit and he plays up that serial killer shit and yep. he fucking rhymes real proper mm-hmm. and it actually sounds pro- like it sounds versatile it sounds alive it doesn't have that like flat like almost making fun of music but in like making fun of music only really works if you're dropping dope shit too yeah. in that moment this is just fucking there's something about the hook like uh that once again they call me buffalo bill buffalo bill and you're just like why am i so bopping to this skin them up <laughs> heal them up so i'm up in those kills up in those kills up up in those and you're like he's murdering people and i'm turning up this is a good experience <laughs> i enjoyed this one a lot more all right as far as the verses go it's fine man better watch out sucker now i got you where i want you on slot coming and i'm packing in my launcher bunch of missile launchers and a bunch of contra band you know it's back to that cool ass rhyming yeah crazy flow control fucking dope ass shit um he brings up Lindsay lohan you know the usual such cynicism where's the ism in my system blunt hypnotism lift this lift up to my lips son so much on my hands i gotta give the kids a fist bump it's just got that crazy shady feel to it that energy and honestly i think i would have rather have this one on the album than a couple of other ones because this one was pretty fresh man i know it's still pretty violent like women skinning skin skinning them and cutting them up in chunks in comes the woman with the cocoa butter skin once and it's violent and it's pretty bad maybe they were like m 
it's a little too much maybe maybe i don't know or maybe he felt that there were just better songs but i really like this one you know the second verse flows into the same thing um always you can see him lurking in the hallways carcasses of caucasian females in his crawl space how the hell did he fit them all in such a small place hide him in the wall well how long will the dry wall take well fuck it i got nothing but time i'll wait until it dries for the moment i guess you're all safe and just the way that he's like killing these ladies and then putting them behind the wall and then you just picture him like oh, shit i gotta wait i guess all you little mortals listening to this song you don't have to worry about me showing up to kill you at this point because the drywall's gotta dry and it's just such a funny hurdle to get like thrown into the situation and mm-hmm. i thought it was super creative and whatnot it goes on through and I don't know. The third verse is just as fun to listen to. I mean, fun in the context of, like, silly horror. And that's what I like about this. It's got that silliness to it. Like, wouldn't you like to go get your butcher knife and push it right on through while you put your shish kebab skewers into her? Barbecuer, what did you do to her? What you usually do to a girl who skins newer? As you're talking about, like, killing some older lady, I believe. And it's just, like, that's kind of got a comical element to it. That's almost sillier and funner and makes yeah, it a little bit yeah. less grotesque and a little bit more like i could just listen to this song because it's fucking catchy and it's not as believable as maybe some of the songs yeah. might have been on relapse and maybe that's how it ended up being on the bonus is because it was a little too silly or something but still i think the beat's great the hook is super fun the way he just creates this character and sticks to it and i don't know i thought it was a proper track and i gave it a 4.5 on 5 nice um i mean i don't know did you mention that it starts off with no i don't think you did i did not no um so it starts off again with like like the same sort of story or the continuation of this of like the the tanya skit from i didn't even catch that yeah and i think it's um so we're sort of back there so that's kind of um you know touching back to the last album um or to like the the full album or whatever you want to call it um and you basically hear like a girl screaming for help in the background and it's like the girl that he took off the street from when it was raining um and so this is basically just like another creepy song um i i do get like your sense of like goofiness to it so yeah um uh about him just kind of playing a serial killer and like all of like his like you know creepy fantasies played out and um and his rhymes sound sound cool um i i kind of i really like the the organ um use on this one because it made it kind of feel like a gothic novel or like dracula it kind of gave you like that kind of feeling again like i feel like this would be really good for like halloween kind of time and if you're into like this kind of stuff and this kind of sound like you you'll you'll love it um i don't know i mean it was okay i it was fine like i didn't i don't really have like too many problems with it but it's also not my favorite so i gave it a four on five all right well do you have a house with an elevator in it eminem does this is the perfect example of a song with a chorus that is a 10 on 10 and a rest of a song that is good but not as good as the hook because like mm-hmm. what a hook like this might be one of it gets stuck in your head it's an earworm you have this soul this passion it's got a twist in it that makes it kind of funny 
it's just beautiful like it starts off like ding all aboard and then like eminem chops the line of the elevator and you can hear it falling he's like i'll meet you there and then it, like the beat kicks in he's like there once was the same that i used to say back in the day when i met dre i used to sit and goof on the phone with my friend proof that if it went good i go through the roof He'd say, what if you went platinum? I'd just laugh at him. That's not happening. That I can't fathom. And you just got to like think about it. Like you have an Eminem sitting here today and now his friend is gone. And this is like a good memory with his friend who's no longer with us. It's, they're thinking back on the early days when he flew down and met Dr. Dre. And they're like, yo, what if this goes gold? Nah, man, it goes through the roof. What if it goes platinum? That can't even happen. 80 million or 80 some million records worldwide later i'm living in a house with a fucking elevator i hear this like wow that is like the best hook on the entirety of the relapse refill things as far as just it hits me every time the verses are good but they're really just saying everyone's getting mad at me for being this crazy shady but i got a house with an elevator in it is, is the point of the song there's not a lot of substance to it no and it's fine like but but the rhyming's great like don't get me wrong i every time i want to like point out like you slay me nothing you say matters enough to touche me rappers try to play me they use Haley as a ukulele whoops that a fucking daisy that's a no-no even she knows that is fucking crazy like calling back to my dad's gone crazy i'm just like the the risk of it and how he's gonna go cuckoo and stuff and then it's like all cut up to me now karma's in the waters every line i said has got me in a corner you might think it doesn't creep up you but it all does you wouldn't listen man i tried to warn you when you started now your brain's all haunted because all of the shit you thought of chainsaw slaughters turn your daughters to sawdust. i never thought i'd come to this i ought to be honest but then he thinks back on it all so he's almost like i think the reason that elevator doesn't end up being on the album on the one hand it's produced by him and not dre which i thought was interesting but i think part of it is it starts to give away a little bit too much of like if you heard this before you heard relapse you'd be able to figure out the secret of relapse a little bit quicker because there's clues into what he was going through that you'd be able to identify y'all went through the whole story with me on that thing but mm-hmm. i think that this is, was just a little bit too uh, obvious and then uh mr lambert uh responded uh to the start of the second verse and he says uh in his twitter well eminem mentioned me even if he used the f word i must be doing something right He's not mad because yep. he called them both faggots because that's something Eminem likes to do. And then he uh, brings up some more like uh, fucking serial killers. Like you're standing adjacent to Jason slash Leatherface and together make them a fucking bad combination. I lashed at the doctor in my last operation, shoved a wiener schnitzel up his ass. Some of the fucking genius comments from like, I think it's the Danish and Amsterdam people who like read that. It's like, this wiener does. Schnitzel is uh, German. No, it was something else. It was, it was somebody that wasn't that. Um, it was, or maybe you're right. Maybe it was German, but, or the, it is one of the best known specialties of Viennese cuisine and one of the national dishes yes. of Austria. And it is also has appreciation, but people were like, this doesn't really make sense because there isn't Wiener Schnitzel. I don't think that's a thing, is what they were saying. But it's awesome that they brought up Schnitzel. Go, Eminem. Or, homie, <laughs> I'm the Scheiza. Ask Dr. Dreisen. Like, it's just funny yeah. how he, like, puts that shit in. And I really enjoyed that. And then the third verse is really just over the fucking top, you know, like, elevator in my house. Ha, smell you later. I blew the fuck up. A hamster in a microwave. I'm 
And the way he just does that, and he keeps the rhyme scheme going by breaking up the grammar to send it, is super fucking impressive to me. I think this song is super enjoyable. And like, there's just moments like, and you so leave to wipe the crap stain, feck it. I'll just keep saying the exact same thing. Check it. There once was a saying, you know, flows. Like, it's just well written. I like this song a lot. I gave it a 4.75. I think this oh, is wow. an underrated Eminem song. But I'll admit, the verses could be a little more substance filled to match that hook. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I agree with you. Um, I mean, like, I kind of got, you know, pulled in the heartstrings a little bit when he mentioned proof and, like, you know, his memories with him. And so he is definitely, like, hurting and missing his friend. Um, and it's just kind of, um, it's nice to hear that, you know, that he couldn't even fathom, you know, like, like being such a success, at, you know, being where he's at now. Like, he, he just couldn't even... You know, and we, we all we all have heard his story. You know, he really he really started from the bottom. Like he was at rock bottom, and like you know he had nothing. And so it's it's really cool that he kind of blew up like this. Um, and you know he's never gonna stop living this life. Is kind of what he's saying. But at the same time, he's kind of like gloating a little bit about his skills and success, which he has the right to do. But it's also like not necessarily the the nicest thing to do. Kind of like rub it in your like, people's faces how good you are. Um, and you know and he's basically still in awe like he's kind of like also mentioning that he's still in awe basically by the um incredible stuff that he has in his house and and how he's got all these fancy appliances and it's just kind of like okay um like mm, i've got a vitamix or like or whatever um um yeah so i mean for me i don't have like the same passion for it as you do but um, I thought it was fine, and for me, like the the best part about it was just that it was like a, kind of like a little bit of like a tribute to to proof, like, you know, kind of through that this song. So I gave it a four on five again. All right. Well, we know what his medicine ball is, but this time they're taking my ball. Mm-hmm. I don't like this song. Um, <laughs> it was really like the beats whack to me, like like when Eminem's trying to do some foreign shit. Yeah. Um. Dre, make my vocals sexy. Whoa, come on, man. Come on. I don't think, come on, Eminem. That's not that cool. Um, like, I feel like in this, like, day and age, uh, listening to this kind of stuff just sounds racist. And I feel like... I can get past that. It's yeah. more like it's not funny either. Yeah. Like or it's, it feels so wrong because it feels right, uh, so right, but it's all right. It's okay with me. I'll do my steps. I'll buy my stuff. I don't need nobody to play with me. But if you just give me a chance, I can put you in a trance the way I dance, but no, nobody want to play with me so i'm taking my ball and i'm going home and he says like literally whining and shit and i think this is kind of his medicine ball or the way he like how he interacts with the world fine if you guys don't like me and blah 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 i'm gonna go fucking home and then proceeds to be like fucking obtuse and obscene with his lyrics but not in a way that's like if i like engaging like but again his rhyming is great he manages to do like i'm that guy man shove a diamond up my hind end but then you're like, I don't care about you shoving a diamond up your ass. <laughs> like, do I it. crush it with my butt muscles while I cut vocals, slap poke holes in your shirt, jump in mud puddles while I stop my holes in your ass, girl. Now let's cuddle. And you're like, on the one hand, the rhyming is ridiculous. On the other hand, the subject matter is not ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous in the bad way, whereas the rhyming is ridiculous in the good way. And parts of it are fine, like uh feel the wrath of a psychopath slash ambassador on the valentine's day massacre slash assassin and slash her in the acid icicle that's actually pretty dope but right before it shove a fucking tonkin trump up a little kid's butthole 
is a little bit less okay. Like yeah. it's just like whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, there aren't many lines in this that I thought were pretty good. I don't know who <laughs> Tara Reid is. I don't know. Who, uh, Tara Reid. Yeah, I don't know who that is. She's an actress. I don't know who Misha kind Barton of a is. Up actress, Does Misha now. Barton have something to do with Cuisinart? Because I don't really know who she is. No, Misha Barton was in um, what's that show that everybody watched in like grade eleven? The OC. Oh. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. Like, Shady, why you gotta pick on a lady for it? Why you make her read eighty-four bedtime stories to you and baby talk? Cause I'm scared there's monsters under my bed. Kelly Pickler hid my juice box under my bassinet. No wonder my ass is wet. My diaper needs to be changed. You like graffiti, Dyke? Well, I can peewee and write your. Okay, I don't know. This is fine. And then it ends with him like crying out for his mom and shit. This is like an example of I think when M was. I'm certain a few of you watching this think this is a hilarious song and it's super funny. And that's the thing I think with the funny songs is if it connects with you and you appreciate that kind of humor, yeah. it's gonna be hella fresh. And I don't wanna take that away from you with my Debbie Downerness. <laughs> but for me, this was like, it's well rhymed, but the beat's kinda like eh. And like the rhyming is kinda like eh. And everything, like the skill of the rhyming is in the content, like I said. The chorus is fine. Everything about this is just fine. So 3.5 on 5. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I get it. Um, like, some of it's weird when he talks about, like, at the beginning, like, make his boo-boo sound sexy. Like, you know, like, kind of, like, how he, like, OD'd, like, trying to, like, turn it around and make it seem like a hot thing. Um, and then, like, he talks about that he's kind of trying to follow the 12 steps, which is, you know, good. Um, you know, he's obviously in recovery. And um, it sort of sounded like Egyptian or something. Like, I couldn't quite figure it out. Um, I like some of the sound effects that were kind of thrown in. I, that was fine. Um, and he basically says, like, if people can't be, you know, people around him can't be a good influence, then fuck it. Like, he's going to go home, um, you know, and maybe you know maybe hang out there with like friends that will like respect like his um you know that he's going through something right now and you know don't do drugs in front of him um and i i kind of like the beat and sound like i thought it was interesting uh not my favorite but it, it was interesting um and then it has like weird stuff about like you know putting things up kids butts and i was like okay this is getting weird uh and then he does this like like this weird baby lala voice uh like kid voice i don't know it like that was like no i didn't like that at all um and so yeah i i gave it like a, a 3.9 on four i mean i i probably would have also given this one a four but like then that weird baby voice at the end it was like mm -mm. so yeah not my favorite all right so let's continue moving along as uh we discuss the music box how do you feel about music box, Bonnie? Um, okay. So, um, it sounds like he kind of climbs into his attic um, and turns on this music box or whatever. Um, and this one is sort of creepy and maybe like juvenile sounding a little bit um, while still being a little bit serious. Um, and then he talks about how he like destroys little girls and I... I assume he's talking about like Lindsay Lohan and that um, again, which is kind of like, OK, we've heard this before. Um, the voice in his mind tells him to do everything. And I think uh, maybe bought both like based on the chorus um, that this is uh, like 
the struggle to spend time with like his daughters and like how he he has he struggles to be like a good dad and like be there for them and at the same time he still feels like this drive and this passion for his music um and so he he kind of he kind of has like these separate lives or like these kind of separate things that he needs to focus on and so um, like that's why he, you know, he also kind of talks about the fact that when the girls go to bed, he gets to like like that becomes like his time to like be creative and like make his music, and I think that's kind of interesting, um, and I think that's kind of why he likes uh, integrating them into like his daughters, like into his music and into like his music world, um, and you know kind of what like presenting like the music boxes to like a you know to a girl um you know like you're getting them involved in that you're kind of like pulling them in um and you know into like the music world essentially and it gives them a chance a chance to like hang out and spend some quality time together while still still doing what he likes and maybe getting them involved so um I don't know. It was interesting, and it, I feel like it's something that a lot of parents can relate to, for sure. Um, that they feel like you know, once the kids have gone to bed, like that's when like they have their time to to do their thing or relax or you know do whatever that you know makes them feel like a human being again. So um, I mean, it's not bad. I gave it a four point two five. Yeah, I feel like part of this song, where the real charm of this song is instead of being silly and over the top he really takes on that serial killer persona but the way he spits everything it's just so regular like it's not like it's some crazy shit it's just like especially in the second verse like um almost look comatose who wants to be sober gross i foam like a doberman mouth open i overdose but cook up my nostrils in both my holes and plug my nose my pupils quadruple in size eyes are so bugged i know but as he's saying all this it's almost like in this calm nonchalant like steady tone of voice you know puts on his mother's makeup get naked and run around raving the gun around i think i'm down to 100 pounds so you know that's he's just coked out fucking attic running around going crazy yeah there's thunder i wonder how it rains but and i the think he was out. quite skinny like still at this point uh the devil's upset with his wife they must be slugging it out i know he got fat at one point well, he got was... so fat that fans didn't recognize him in public Oh, really? This is like something I learned on Fact Fiend uh, with Carl uh, Smallwood. But um, at one point, Eminem went to McDonald's and he had fans like commenting about him and they didn't actually realize they were talking to Eminem because he had gained enough weight that he was unrecognizable due to the pills and shit he was taking. Yeah. Anyway, and then he goes and finds this little music box and it's just stuffed up with human parts and shit. And it's just like, it's fine. It's normal. It's just what it is. It's beautiful. It's the regular. And so it's almost like this beautiful melody, this repetition and, you know, this symbol to home is correlated to his cycle of murdering ladies and whatnot i just thought it was really good in the way that it was put together and it, it just kind of left with like this is a cool almost good enough for the album candidate as far as the yeah. serial killers but again it's a little bit off it's a little bit like the chorus is a little experimental i'll be honest it's the hook that i don't think sells it because i think in this case the verses are really fresh but the my music box and he just repeats it like over and over yeah. and then because when the lights are out they see the girls asleep and you're like it's all right it's an, it's creepy the beats all right but i don't think it has like the same power as something like i don't know elevator 
you know, or Buffalo Bill, where it just felt like more cohesive, everything in the song balanced out type yeah. shit. Interesting. I feel like I guess a little bit more opposite, but that's okay. But I guess it's a four point two five because it's still really well made. It's just I don't know. That's what it is. Anyway, uh, the next one is called "Drop the Bomb on Him." M says "boy" like thirty-seven times in this song. Yeah, boy. Um, it's uh, it's all right. What do you think about this one? Um, it has a good beat, um, but I do feel like, like right away, like I just felt like there was something lacking in this song. Like you know, like in the more I listen to it, um, but it's it's basically about like people don't want to be his punching bag, which is fair. Um, you know, and and like people are also like hesitant to like even start a beef with him because it's just going to be like, you know, he's gonna come at them and like destroy them. Um, and, like, I'm, and I'm not necessarily sure if this was, like, pointed at somebody for, like, maybe, uh, like, not stepping up and, like, not starting, you know, or, like, you know, fighting back and, like, a beef or, like, whatever happened. I don't, like, I don't know if this was, like, to somebody, kind of. Um, but, like, I don't know. It, it was it was okay. Um, and it felt a little bit more, like, Arab-inspired. Um, but I guess, like, you know, still in, like, 2009, like, you know, there was still like wars going on there, and it was still like quite there's heavily. Still wars yes, going obviously, there's still wars going on. But uh, I knew you were gonna say that, <laughs> and um, but it was like very like heavily in the news. I think at this time, um, I mean, it sounded fine, but it didn't really hit the mark for me at all. Um, I gave it a three point eight on five. I liked it a little bit more than that. I think this is just as good as Music Box. So I gave it a 4.25. I think it has some experimental rhyming on Eminem's end. It flows improper like he's as hard as Kennard, the little boy who shot Omar in the wire. Tie a whore up with a barbed wire. You're nothing but a bra boy. On a real deal, like char broiler on the bomb flyer. Like the way he just keeps going on with it. From a rhyming perspective, nah, this song hits it like the other ones. And I think that's the saving grace of Eminem, is even when everything's fucking whack and weird, and you're not necessarily sold on the subject matter of the song, you can always go look at the rhyming and be like, yo, but to that end, he's still making like all of this shit rhyme in a way that other people are not, or are unable to consistently. I mean, there's not a lot in this song that I thought was like, super great like and i ain't wearing zilch zip zero nothing no nada he literally just it's just a bunch of ways of saying nothing like your father fucking your mother okay yeah drop the bomb <laughs> on him uh, and then it just like i guess it's like this is supposed to be i guess his i'm back i'm gonna fucking take over y'all can't come at me type some shit but it's a good song I don't think it's like necessarily beating up the game good, but it is still a fresh wrapped out track, you know. Me and Dre, the steel alloys, the rap crown royals, the scalp cowboys. Now how that sound for you? Yeah, boy. You know we're about to put it down for you, so kick off your shoes off in the foyer. Have a sound voyage and sayonara. See you fuckers tomorrow. Get some R&R and marinade and some marinara. Eh, doesn't do a lot. Not it, It's like it flows well. That's what this song does. It's got a good boppy flow to it. If it came on and you weren't really paying attention, it would vibe really well. But if you were paying attention with the vast catalog of amazing Eminem songs. Like Eminem has albums worth of five on fives. I don't really need this track in particular. And that's like an Eminem 4.25 is like, eh, okay. I yeah. can live without it. The beat's all right. I don't know. You guys might like it a lot. <laughs> I, I don't feel that it 
it's mm. memorable. Like yeah. if I remember that we even like we I might remember because we reviewed it, but like it, I might forget that this song exists. Yeah, I agree. Even Music Box is more memorable because it's got yeah. like something to it than Drop the Bob on him and just fades out. Yeah. However, I do think that this lull in the album ends as we pick shit up from my darling. Okay. I mean Damien, part four. Can we just acknowledge how this is Damien by DMX, but like M's version of it? Because if you really look at how the song's constructed, etc., I mean, sure, it's the caveat that it's not really the devil, it's Slim Shady he's fighting with, but yeah. does this not just come off like the Damien songs down to like the pitch shifting and everything? And I don't okay, say that okay. in a bad way. I don't even say it like it's problematic or like he's ripping them off. Like, I don't think DMX is the first person in history to argue with the devil in such a way. Yeah. But I think DMX did three songs (laughs) doing that before Eminem did this song. Yeah. And I think that's a fair statement to make. Uh, But otherwise, this song is produced by Eminem. It just feels right. This is like... This is like the kind of shit I think I was looking for and I didn't really realize it until I heard My Darling. Like, it is a good song. It is so good that I, in fact, m- would like want to go back and listen to this more than a lot of the stuff on Relapse. Hmm, interesting. Um, right off the jump, you're like, yeah, look, if I were to rap about the crap that's so that's the route you probably want me to take because you're just starting to think, uh, hear my take on some other rappers. If I was to say something about Paul Wall, you'd probably crap your pants because I'm white and he's white, so he's my competition. I mean, right, nope. Paul Wall's dope. So is Baba. So Slim Shady kicks in. And that's kind of a cool start. So he's commenting as Marshall, as like the person being like, look, y'all are just trying to pit me up against the honkies because like it's good beef or whatever. And to give like credit to his Eminem's criticism of these people, there are rumors that Interscope orchestrated the entire MGK Eminem situation that took place last year. Like, If you look at the dates things were posted and you really dig into it, it kind of a little bit looked like it was not so organically produced as it was. I'm not saying Eminem was aware of it. I'm saying that somebody was very happy that it happened. Mm-hmm. But then like with the blah, 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 which kind of is like the chainsaw kicking in and, you know, it's like morphing into Shady. And at first, like, I had I had no idea. I was like, is it a lawnmower? Is it a motorcycle? Like, what is he trying to start? And then I was like, oh, it's a chainsaw. Like- then he doesn't keep uh, compete with nobody. He just goes hard, do the rope-a-dope, alley shuffle, dance around my opponents, do donuts. And then you think about his career. He will just outlast everybody. He mm-hmm. will just play in that strategy. And then it starts, like, kind of painting it out. And then I believe you start to hear the demon voice kicking in as he starts kind of talking to himself. Um, looking in the mirror and it's like come nearer and then it's like my darling and he's like singing to it like it's almost like Slim Shady's waking up and then like you can tell it is because he's like look at that poster isn't that you you see me in that poster you see and then he starts like fighting with them and the voice changes it goes back and uh, forth he's like I thought I beat you I thought I had this he's like I'm back and then it goes as far as he like to try to like kill himself and Calls up Dr. Dre. Dre's like, you know, Shady, ERM, your shit's gotten a little soft lately. Maybe you can, like, crank up that Shady. Shady's like, but Shady's the result of drugs and all this shit. How am I supposed to? He's like, that's not my problem, but come on, dude. You got to kick it up. And then he, like, tries to kill him, and, like, they flow him up. And then it's just, like, 
Marshall, what? You know, no one's going to love you like I do. And it's just like, he's back. And then the chorus plays out a bunch. And I like this because it felt like, again, super honest, super introspective into mm -hmm. the battle that he's facing between trying to maintain the slim, shady character, doing it sober, while also just the battle of having that demons inside of you and having to deal with that shit. I don't know. The back and forth was incredible. I feel like you're just engaged, like the whole song, like waiting to hear what's going to happen next in this epic showdown. Like, you know, just seeing how Eminem is just trying to be a normal dude. And, he's, you know, Paul Wall's dope and shit. The next thing you know, he's fucking battling his demons. And I think that's a cool track. I think this is an amazing one. And I give it a 4.75 on 4. Wow. M is, M, when M does the beat and does the whole self-composed package, I think he's pretty good. Like, Soldier was that fucking fire song. Uh, Oh, beautiful is like that incredible fucking song i'm like when he does do it it's just nice i think yeah um i mean again like maybe like i was just missing like some of like the passion that you had for this album or um i don't well, know at this point i feel like we're going song to song on the bonus tracks yeah, I mean, we're pretty close, actually, uh, except for this one. Well, um, I mean, like, <laughs> it's not really, to me, this isn't an album. This is just the extra shit that went on yes. because it didn't make the album. Yeah, yes. Um, so, like, this is, like, sort, sort of, like, more of, like, a murdery type of a story um, and how he has to kind of fight with his temptations for, like, the evil side of him, like, you know, like, the Slim Shady side of him um, and, like, how, like, you know, he's a little bit possessive and how all this success comes at a cost. And um, I think that's also kind of what he's, I, th I think it, I don't know if it necessarily is one or the other or just both together. Um, but I think it's how like the drugs tend to help make him cope because he's having like, you know, to deal with like everything that's changing around him. And, um, I think that's also like the, the slim shady side, side of him. Like, you know, like you were saying, like, you know, he only kind of comes out when you know he's high or you know has done drugs or whatever and um but i felt like it was almost more of the f like i think i don't know i i think they're interlaced like they the they, you know drugs and slim shady can't you can't be pulled apart it almost seems um and just sort of like how that has like a control over him and how people want that and they like that and you know he's finding it difficult to to replicate that again without falling down the same path that he went down before so um i mean it's got like a good story and like there's um obviously you know he's struggling with stuff but for me, like, it just felt um, like it was okay. Like, it felt a, a bit long. It's five minutes and 20 seconds. So, it, I mean, it's not the longest song, but, I mean, it felt a little bit draggy. Um, and it's not something that I would go back to. So I gave it a 3.99 on 5. All right. So there is one more that we're going to talk about, mm -hmm. and it's called Careful, Careful What, what you, you Wish For. for. Man, like, it just starts off with all these news stories of the different things that are impacting like him and his crew like Eminem going to rehab for sleeping pill meditation or uh, Obi Trice got shot in the head I didn't even realize that maybe that's why Obi's not involved no more maybe it was too much the on again off again relationship with Cam a tour bus that was involving Eminem's people had a problem uh, proof gets shot 
D12's back in the news. Eminem isn't back. We'll have to ask the question, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Now, like, I can't say I've heard these particular news reports, but there's a lot of these stuff that he's writing where I kind of remember these blogs coming out and I remember yeah. these think pieces where I remember people questioning if Eminem would ever come back if it was over, which I think we talked about in the first part where it was so significant when he came back and it was fucking incredible to see. Yeah. Um, and then he just tells us in this story this honest tale of like how fame kind of sucked and he got addicted to it and he couldn't quit it and then he started making up this money to a point where he almost felt like a hypocrite in terms of who he was and then he brings up the fact that you know every time he dropped albums the critics didn't really like them and then rewrited them and called them all fucking greatest like uh the slim sh and you know i keep thinking about this song i kept thinking that there was a song where eminem talks about how encore would get re-rated and it's this one i'm so i'm kind of happy to have come back here i couldn't place <laughs> it but um the years later go back and re-rate it then called slim shady lp the greatest because it's a fire album my marshall mathers was a classic it is the eminem show is fantastic I completely agree but encore just didn't have the caliber to match it it's true we did it it didn't yeah i guess enough time ain't passed yet nope it's like been a decade m it still never came down nobody re-rated encore as a classic to the era you were incorrect that was not going to be an illmatic for you you would need to go on to release recovery before people start having those kinds of chats again yeah. i believe although i'm willing to call relapse more of a classic than i ever was before because that, that was a really well-made album when we really broke into it you know yeah which the way he ends that verse he's still at it divorced remarried a felon a father a sleeping pill addict and it's the real talk he feels like the incredible hawk his back's been broken he can still walk and he just comes in with that hook be careful what you wish for because you might just get it and if you get it then you must not might not know what to do with it sounds like a pussycat doll line but it's almost like you i got the fame you know it. <laughs> but it's like i got the fame i got everything it was terrible and then that second verse is also so heavy. He got a letter from a fan that's been praying for him. And that, like, has been on his mind and shit because he doesn't read all the letters, obviously. And he doesn't look at them. And this one he did. I started thinking about it. Like, yo, why are you praying for me? Which is crazy. Like, why do people pray about it? He's like, when I'm local, you didn't care. Like, right now, a few of you care. And I like all y'all that care. But a lot of y'all don't care. Let's say this channel ends up having 2.3 million view, uh, subscribers in, like, four or five years. Right? A lot of people are going to be praying for us that don't give a fuck about us today. Yeah, and I think that true. can be said about a lot of people. And when Eminem's almost questioning it, it's like, you know my whole story. You know everything. And you know that God is with me because I'm still here and I'm still kicking. So, like, why are, like, why are you wasting your prayer? on me i appreciate the sentiment I mean, that's what i'm saying yeah i appreciate the sentiment but like come on what a weird thing to do all things considered yeah because why like what is it we only care about the famous peoples we don't actually care well, about I think it's others more that somebody's going through a hard time or that someone is struggling or that you know he obviously gives the impression that he has been struggling and maybe he's you know kind of on the other side now or he's dealing with it and he's at a better place than he was um but i think just hearing that story reminds people that you know he he had a hard time but like it just i can't get over the idea of it like it's so weird how like much he means to people oh yeah yeah like yeah. if you really think about it and how like because he's famous 
because of blah blah blah's career people go as far as to like pray right and we see that all the time with this celebrity obsession that we have like nobody gives a fuck about like i'll say the fireman because nobody likes cops but like the fireman who does dope shit like saves people or the teachers and stuff but man people are praying for eminem and it's just interesting the priorities we have that's all i I think it is trying to convey it's like these are weird priorities but i guess if you're looking at his life it is fucking crazy so be careful what you wish for because you might just get it yep i love this song i think it's very beautiful and very strong uh it's short it's sweet comes in and hits it proper and i gave it a 4.7515 nice um I mean, for me, like, I, I got out of this one. Um, he's kind of talking about how he ca- canceled um, a bunch of his shows to go to rehab. Um, so obviously, like, that was, like, probably a significant moment. Um, and he kind of addresses, like, when Proof was shot and, um, you know, all, like, the news stories and everything about him and his career. Um, and so obviously, like, those are, you know, things that he's been dealing with. Um, and like, you know, weights on his shoulders a little bit. Like, I think he's probably feeling bad for certain things. Um, and it was, um, you know, kind of, it was great, but then he felt like the pressures and couldn't escape people and, you know, just wish that he could be himself. Like he just wanted to kind of to be out of the spotlight and away from like, you know, everybody watching him. And I think that's kind of what he had to do for like a few years. Like he just needed to like back up and take care of himself and um you know and i think i think a lot of people do that and i think um you know if you can get back into it and you know with full force then that's great and yeah it's great um but even like just backing out like you know being a successful person and then just stepping away from that like i mean lauren hill for example you know like that kind of she never came back no i know but like that's what i mean like she stepped away and like that was you know she didn't you know, and she was very successful at the time, you know, and so it was like a big deal for her. And so, I, you know, for Eminem to actually like come back and and to, you know, still be like a name that everybody knows and people are still sometimes listening to him, like his new stuff. Um, I think it's great. Um, and then sort of about like the failures of like, you know, his pre- of his album, like you were saying, and like his marriages and, you know, everything and people wish for his success. Um but like he's saying like it's not just like a wish that you know it's gonna happen like you have to know to how to deal with with like the success and like the wealth and like the struggles that come with everything it's not just like all glory and I feel like you know every you know person that has has been like a regular person and then become a celebrity has said that you know like it it really is like a, a struggle it's not quite as easy as it you know appears to be I guess um and this one is quite honest and you know we know it's from like his heart and like from what you know he's he's being he's understanding and like he he's talking about his own personal experience which we all kind of know about um and just sort of saying it's not as easy as people think and so I agree it's it's short it's sweet it's good there's um a lot of feeling behind it and it's a really nice way to kind of wrap everything up um and it's just sort of like dealing with him and his issues in like a song and where he he kind of saw himself at the time and like what he was dealing with. Um, so I give it a 4.25 on 5. All right. So I guess that comes to the end of this little bonus part review. Yeah. So I figured I would give a little grade for the nine tracks on an average. Yeah. I give it a 4.39 on 5. It's totally okay. Like it's good compared to like other people, but... Compared to Eminem, it's just 
all right like it has some bangers and it has some lukewarm songs so it kind of averages out there yeah i agree i don't like i feel like dude just go find the two or three songs off here you're gonna like and (laughs) that's what it is you're probably not gonna dig them all um yeah i'd be curious to see if you happen to like you know uh any of the ones that we did not or vice versa or just what your feelings are in general about this kind of a move on these i guess releasing the b-sides when you don't necessarily have to yeah um, I give this a 4.12 or 4.12 on 5. Um, it says an 82%. So, I mean, technically, in my according to my scoring, um, it is a classic. Um, but there's definitely a lot, like, there's a lot of high points, uh, like you were saying, and then the rest are kind of lulls a little bit. Um, so, I mean, like I said, yeah, like you said, just go get, um, just go pick out the songs that you want and just listen to those. <laughs> yeah. So, um, on that note, we appreciate you being here with us. Definitely look forward to reading your comments and what you have to say. And if you make that effort to leave us a comment, I'll make that effort to come have a conversation with you in the comment section because that's how, you know, we can all learn and grow together. Um, feel free to subscribe to the channel for more reviews. It might be a couple months before we get back to Eminem, but we promise we will. There's still two more studio albums plus a bunch of mixtapes to get through. Plus, there's, you know, you if you if you want to see somebody else, you can always leave them, you know, suggestions down below. Oh, they like the Eminem ones oh yeah um special thanks to the patrons this is get damsey chris prada dj black hurricane jonathan barnes and linda williams to support what we do they help us get a new camera they get to tell us what albums to review and they they help us in a direct sense so if you for a dollar or more you can hook us up and help us get to a much better locale and such things yeah. uh we also make music over you can check that out on the channel and see what you think about that on that note it's been a lot of eminem in the last little bit looking forward to moving on to new were pastures and uh don't worry ismail your album review is coming this weekend peace <laughs> bye guys <laughs>